What's up guys? It's your boy, Radical. Now, my workout plans have been a success. More than 300 plus purchases and many more returning customers. You cannot ask for anything else and people are loving it. The same life-changing and affordable prices still remain. So go to RadicalLatino.com and change your life today. Hey guys, do you have a product you want more eyes on? Advertise with the Radical Latino Show, where over 10K podcast downloads in the number 25 spot on the 55 All Latin Podcast list, you'll want your product heard on everyone's phones and cars. Go to RadicalLatino.com forward slash contacts and start advertising today. Playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's Radical. Latino is taking you to another level. I think there's more radical than civil. Radical Latino, you're fucking it. The radical point of views, I think his views are actually more dangerous. your boy radical aka number 17 on all latin podcasts aka number 24 on all bronx podcast influencer list and mr unsuable for 78 weeks running and remember you can't spell radical without adding rad in it you heard you know what i'm saying so what's going on guys i hope everybody is doing well i hope everybody is doing good and everybody's doing great remember like share subscribe to this uh podcast and rate me cinco estrellas you know five stars and all that in the podcast app and all that remember five stars you know what i mean and also remember this episode is sponsored by radfitpro.com radfitpro is a startup cbd company they have two products out right now Cleopatra and Ogun, these are the two best selling products for Rafit Pro right now at this moment. So you guys go to rafitpro.com and purchase it and you want a discount, use promo code radical to get 10% off your purchase. Now, a lot of things we gotta we gotta talk about. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things we gotta talk about. But anyway. Uh, let me just give you guys some updates. Uh, interview um, with me and Flo are, is out now. Um, we did this did this interview on Instagram. Definitely go check it out. The link is down below. Um, we pretty much talk about you know racism and white supremacy and stuff and the things that you know we're gonna you know about Latin people and stuff like that. So it was a really good interview. It's an hour right on point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So definitely shout out to Flo. Um, also the the documentary open wounds it's still on its way part two is pretty much the script is really is is 100 complete the script is 100 complete the thing is i just gotta start shooting so shooting doesn't start until next month and i got a lot of things that i'm doing within this week i'm getting new lenses um I'm working with new people and all this other stuff so i'm getting things already um orchestrated you know i already sent out emails and everything i um, mean a lot of people are helping me out on the on the sidelines so shout out to my wifey also shout out to myself for giving me a lot of information and connecting me with a lot of people and uh pretty much the people so far that we got confirmed 
are Brotep and Truth Teacher. You know, those are two people confirmed at this moment. So definitely big shout out to them. Um, also, I started getting a lot of messages talking about, what do you mean you're going on a new direction? You're going on a new direction. The thing is, I'm going on a new direction with the podcast. I understand that it's a little like, like unfavorable. I get it. But sometimes in certain situations, not in certain situations, but sometimes we have to grow. You know what I mean? Um, I pretty much felt like I was basically repeating myself constantly, constantly, constantly on certain situations that are new to us, but the, the end goal and the end thing, basically the end, uh, uh, comments are pretty much the same. It's, you know, it's white supremacy. So pretty much I already know where you guys know where I stand. So I, that's why I wanted to evolve a little bit more and actually start doing what Joe Rogan is doing, you know? interviews and that's what i always liked i always liked having interviews with interesting people that i find interesting people that i find engaging people that i find that could bring a certain type of you know mentality into the table you know what i'm saying so i'm definitely um that's the direction that i'm going with i'm interviewing a lot of people you know what i'm saying and we're definitely gonna be doing that that's the new direction and I understand that certain people want to get my hot takes and I'm definitely going to be making videos on certain things that's happening, you know, but go to my YouTube channel. If you guys want that hot racial takes and all that other stuff, go to my YouTube channel for that. But I'm a podcast. I'm just going to be strictly having interviews with interesting people. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's the new direction. Um, so last week, which was episode, um, 174. I had my homie expose the manosphere. Shout out to him, you know, and uh, it was kind of somewhat controversial. You know, people were, um, you know, there was some people that didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like Marquise. Shout out to Marquise, man. But he, he was he was kind of wilding out a little bit. So it's all good. Um, first of all, let me just read the comments. Um, so Bob says, will you interview the father of the black manosphere? angry man is actually half afro latino like yourself i didn't know the father of the manosphere i didn't know who that was but i'll definitely go um i'll definitely go do that then you know i'll definitely go uh, see and reach out if i could uh you know interview him i i didn't know nothing about him being the father of the manosphere whatsoever but yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll do my i do my rounds you know what i'm saying i'll definitely do my rounds <laughs> um marquise Oh man, Marquis, wildin' out, son. This, this motherfucker is wildin' out. He goes, my issue with expose. Ah, you know, you know anybody that starts off with say my issue with so and so, you know, he's about to go crazy. My issue with expose is that he is extremely disingenuous. He knows exactly what toxic femininity is, but like always, he will never criticize women. Ooh, I, I don't know. Does he? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Girls are smart. They can see through him as well. They will agree with him, but never really trust him. Ooh, damn. Marquis throw shot. Because they know he is pandering. Oh, shit. Okay, pandering. Lastly, he never confronts the people he challenges and often takes people's work out of Mm, okay. All right. Even being as arrogant, 
you know, saying he knows their intent better than they do. L O L. I mean, ha 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 ha. You know, he may be smart, but he isn't normal. Damn, shots fired. Goddamn, shots fired. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't get that from him. I didn't get that. From, I could be wrong. Maybe Marquise knows more about him than I do. I didn't get that from him, but um, I I uh, I just found it a little uh, like a little uh, interesting where you know the toxic femininity. He he didn't agree with me, but it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to agree with me, but I do see there is such thing as toxic femininity. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. It's fine. Um, uh, hopefully uh, Marquise and Exposed can actually get together and stuff. You know what I mean, um, and, and and talk their differences out. But it's all it's all love. It's all good. But yeah, that was episode 174. This is episode 175. I'm interviewing La Chicana therapist. Now, the reason why I wanted to interview her is because I wanted to get a free therapist session. No, let me stop. No, no, <laughs> no. The reason is because you know I saw her in a previous interview, and I really start I, I started to like some of her answers and some of the things that she was bringing to the table a lot of things i wasn't aware that i was actually doing some of the things i wasn't aware that i actually thought was normal you know what i'm saying so it, i found it very interesting because i started to self-reflect and was like wait a minute was i living my was i living myself was i living like this this whole time yeah, I am. So this is the reason why I I had to push back just a little bit, and and really realize and 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 take in what is going on. So um, I, I want first of all before because I thanked her. You know, I was like, thank you for letting me know that I was uh I was seeing the thing the wrong ways. You know what I mean? But it's it's very interesting. Sometimes we do need people to talk to. Sometimes we do need people or professionals to to basically break things down and on things that we might not see at the moment and we might see them when they actually break it down to the point where it's very digestible sometimes we can learn when it's very digestible very easy you know that's when we get the aha moment you know what i'm saying but anyway um this is the interview with me and la chicana therapist i hope you guys enjoy yo what up it's your boy <laughs> radical so I always bring you guys special guests, and it isn't really good friend this time. And I got the one, the only, the lovely, Chicana Therapist. What's going on? Hi. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so, like, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No problem. No problem. No problem. Conversations, you know. But um, <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, no. Thank you so much for inviting me. And um, we organized it, and it happened. So I'm glad that we're here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, the first question I'm gonna ask, just to let the people know, um, tell tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I am a Chicana, a therapist. I am a mother and a wife. Um, I love to help my community, and I decided to go for my second master's degree, um, to become a social worker. Um, I know it has a stigma behind it, social worker, but it could be social worker slash, you know, we could be therapists. Um, but either way, we're like, we're social workers. It's another topic I guess we can explain, right? But I'm a social worker, um, but I am a clinician and I work with the Latino community and I find myself uh, falling in love with the 
Chicano movement and our history, right, as indígenas. Um, and although some people don't identify as Chicano, that's still okay, right? But um, that's what I identify as, uh, Chicana, uh, Mexican-American, and blessed to be able to have a professional career as a therapist. So I said, hey, I'm going to um, help my community. I learned this, and it's only fair that I give back as well. Because I love, I love our community. It's it's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most most definitely. I um I live in New York, you know. So I nice. It's it's mostly like Dominican and Puerto Ricans over here. You do get a big mixture of like Central, like Mexicans, Central Americans, and like South yeah. South Americans. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's like you know Mexicans and stuff. And I always find it very like peculiar how some of the east coast mexicans uh the way they act or the way they interact with people is very different from west coast can, can you uh yeah. you, can you tell us a little bit about that um well i mean i've never been to new york <laughs> but i understand like what you're saying um yeah i mean it's different right um if we look at even like Mex- mexico itself i mean it's mexico but everyone has a different type of language right and um the dressing attire and the foods and and all of these factors um so yeah it only makes sense right like how everyone is just in different areas here in the states um and i mean chicano for example in japan i mean it's popular over there as well it's pretty interesting right so um those differences definitely it's beautiful that it's different but at the same time, like we, there's that culture, right? Of family, food, um, that understanding of those and religion, right? Or spirituality um, that brings Latinos together. And we, even though you're talking to a Puerto Rican and you're Mexican, I mean, there's that relatable, you know, experience because of the family unity and the food, you know, and similarities of like culture, obviously, but I think it's just really beautiful that it's different. It's diverse, but we can still kind of understand because of the culture foundation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I find, I find that very, very interesting also, like when I do um, run into like, let's say a Honduran or a, um, I must say a Colombian, you know, it's, it's somewhat like a, Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, like we not know each other, but it's like, yeah, like, yeah, we got you. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, like a, a little bit like that. And I do feel like it's, I feel, I feel like besides the 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 language and the the somewhat of the similar culture, because a a Mexican and Dominican are completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we could get along though because of either the language. And somewhat yeah. other similarities because if I go to Mexico, mm-hmm. I'm like, que lo que? they're like, huh? You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but but I, I understand what you're saying. But I think the other part of that is the struggle to be a Latino here in America. Yeah. I think the struggle, the 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 not only the hardship, but the the that thing where, okay, I'm in a foreign country, even though some of my ancestors' blood has been here. Yeah. I still have to find a way to maneuver around that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think I think that's something that us Latinos um find really, really like, you know, um empowering, really, you mm-hmm. know, really important, really, really 
something something that 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 gets us going because that's something that we can you uh, we can see within each other without even talking you know what i'm saying yeah no yeah i hear you there's yeah. so many struggles right yeah. like this is our roots and then yet we have to um well we don't have to but we feel like we're putting this position of just like um just forget the past like just move on but no that's our ancestors there's something that our ancestors did right for us to exist in this present moment right um so that's very beautiful but yes the struggles um our skin color i mean you know starting off with that and then the language right um i have met many people that say you know and i and i was one of them when i was like in high school where it was like i'm embarrassed to to even play my mexican music because like no <laughs> you know like i i was embarrassed but now i'm like i don't care i'm gonna embrace it obviously with time and understanding and maturity i was like why am I hiding a piece of me? Let it Just, sound like a, let it sound like a quinceañera. Who cares? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> no, but I I feel what you, I feel what you say. Like it's 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 something that that it's like we understand it, but we can't put into words very easily. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So so let me ask you what what made you go and choose the career field as a, a therapist? Is, is that okay to say a therapist or psychologist yeah. or something? Oh, okay. Not a therapist. Uh, okay like did you go through any trauma like did, did like what what happened did you see something you go like i have to like fight for this for like what what happened <laughs> um well yeah definitely i mean um i would start off that the relation with my mother right there because my dad every good story the... starts with their mother yes I would say and this that... is the reason why I don't like hugs. No, no, I'm just like, no, 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 go, 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 go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say, you know, it always goes back to our mothers and our fathers, right? That that is a, like the foundation. Um, but I've always had a very difficult relationship with my own mother. So, um, you know, sometimes in, in homes, you would see more of like the male be the machista, right? And then we have Marianismo, which is like the submissive female. Um, in my home, it was the other way around. Like my mom was more the machista and a female, and my dad was more like, like submissive in a way, you know. So it's very different because when I started learning about machista, I'm like, whoa, wait, this is like the other way around in my home. Like, so it affected a lot of that relationship. So, um, I wanted to also talk about you know the mother daughter or the child and parent relationship and understanding that you know in our culture there's a lot of similarities with that so i wanted to gravitate to that and also because definitely i've always loved to help people i've seen you know my parents also help people and that stayed with me you know um growing up seeing like my parents help my uncles you know when they would you know immigrate to this country so it was really nice my family's very united but um I've always had that in me and I said I I want to help people and I do have um I've had opportunities to you know work in different agencies mental health agencies so I was able to be around a lot of other therapists as well um but I did come across this one agency a while back to where um, it was a Latino community 
And a lot of the therapists didn't speak Spanish. So I was like, we were translators. And I thought it was so not appropriate because of the way you translate is so different. And I was like, wow, I would love to know how to be a therapist so I can connect with my gente, you know? Um, and I was like, okay, well, maybe one day. But the thing that really made it happen was, I don't know, do you remember the Las Vegas shooting? Uh, yeah, with, with the concert? The, the Yes. You the with yes. the yeah yeah with the with the country concert right was mm -hmm. it was it that that yeah. recent yeah okay yeah yeah so I had some clients that were actually there and they were extremely traumatized and I felt so incompetent Wait, no yeah. way are you serious yeah yeah they oh, were there oh I'm mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm now I got some more questions but 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 continue what you're gonna say go ahead yeah yeah so they were extremely traumatized um. You know, I was providing services for them, but I wasn't a therapist yet. And just seeing their pain in front of me, and obviously it affected a whole community, right? Um, even outside of Las Vegas, obviously, because people were coming in from other places, right, to that concert. So I had several clients and I was like, oh my God, I feel so incompetent. Like I want to help them heal that pain, you know? Um, and I, one day I was just on Instagram and I saw an ad for USC and they said telehealth because it's really a little far from, from where I live. And I was like, okay, register me like today. And it just happened. I just felt it in my gut because I remembered being in that space. Obviously my history of things growing up with my, you know, relation with my mother and stuff like that. I mean, there are, are other traumas being assaulted by narcos when we visited Mexico. So that was very traumatic for me. And, and there's times where I come across clients that are Latinos that had grown up, you know, grew up in um, Mexico where there is that, you know, narc environment. Um, so I'm able to share my story with them too, you know, and, and help them in that manner. And I think that was just um, like confirming to me, like, okay, what I wanted to do, and I did it to become a therapist to help my community based on the things that I've gone through too, just makes the piece very just um, awesome for me. You know, I could, I could tell, I could tell you're, you're a good therapist because you have that therapist voice. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> thank like, you. That's the first time I hear that. Yeah, but... No, it's because my mom is a therapist. So, oh, nice. yeah, oh, then you know, so, my mom is a therapist. I, when I was a kid, I hate the fact she's like, tell me about your feelings. And I'm like, no, you know? <laughs> so, so she kind of, she kind of taught me how to like, I'm not going to say read people, but like, you know, coach me through like, you know, yeah. social. So, and she has a therapist voice too. You know what I mean? In the house, <laughs> not so much, you know? Oh yeah. Over, it, the, phone, over the phone. Dígame, hermanita, está bien, all right you know like so she so she does all of that but I, I and for some reason ever since then ever since then whenever i interacted with a therapist or, or i've seen i've seen other therapists i always judge them by their voice and if you don't have like a therapist like okay that's nice uh, no that's i so i was like okay no 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 you're not good <laughs> you're you're good you're all right but um well all jokes aside but but dealing with something like traumatic like that how 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 do you come 
coming to grips with this because not only are you going to help this these individuals, but you're you're a, po- a person with promotions also. Does yeah. that somewhat like, kind of affect you also? Um, you know, this is why us therapists have our own therapists and we have supervision, what we call supervision, right? So we get to process all of these counter transference um experiences that we deal with. Um and yeah, I mean, you know, when I did come across uh or when I come across young girls, right, that I can relate that they don't get along with their moms, I'm just like, oh, okay, I know, right? Like I know the feelings. So I feel like, okay, let's Let's get in deeper because, you know, I know that, you know, but um, with other situations, you know, that come up that are triggering, I have to process it. I mean, there was times when I first started where I would see a client, I would see five clients back to back. At the end of the fifth client, I was emotionally like, like just drink physically drained and I couldn't like, I'm like, no, my God, like grad school didn't tell us this. <laughs> they didn't tell us that you're going to feel like so like drained like of energy i mean they did highlight a lot of self-care you know and that is something that now i understand like oh that's why they kept saying it all the time you know but they did it can be draining but you know as therapists it's very important to make sure to take care of our mental health too there are therapists that I've known that will say, you know what, this case is too deep for me. I can't take it. You know, I can't take it. So it's only ethical. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, doesn't they, that, it takes like a lot of self-reflection for, for you to admit something like that, right? Yeah, it happens. I mean, you know, and, and it's better for the therapist to speak up than to continue with the case, right? With the client that where they're going to do a disservice. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know? it's a it's it's very it's a very nice way of saying you're too messed up for me. No, no, I'm just like no. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, no, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, but it's more like saying like you know, um, it it I'm not gonna be able to help you because yeah. I am still dealing with my own whatever it is, you know. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So, um, it does shift you know, into that manner. Um, we're not going to say it in that manner, but because we care for the client's well-being, we want to make sure that, you know, it's, they're being heard and they're, they heal in their own way. Um, but it's, it's, sometimes it's tough, but, you know, this is, that's the job. Work. Yeah. That's what was the, that? That's the job, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, no, I, I totally understand that. Um, also like, because I grew up in a household where, like you said, you know, um, you saw the reverse, how machista and all this other stuff. So let me just tell you my um, understanding of what my, I thought machista was. Yeah. I thought machista was a, a man, you know, hyper-masculine and, and exerting his hyper-masculinity in a negative way mm. towards, towards his woman. Or his wife, and yeah, and and it could be in the way he talks and the way he acts without having affection. That's what I thought Machista oh, okay. was, right? That's mm-hmm. what I thought. So I'm like, okay, so if I can go take a little bit of that, which is the masculine part, and just move around the other st- stuff that's toxic, maybe I think I'll be good. Then 
hearing your um your interview put it more in perspective was like whoa i was completely wrong what and knowing that my my matista actually goes really deep into our our community yeah it, it really does and the more i started to think about it or as you probably would say, self-reflect. Um, the more yeah. I started to think about it, I started to see, it was like, wait a minute, who taught us these these terms, like this re- religion, our language, these cultural things? Is it safe to say, like, when the Spanish came to our land, yeah. they introduced these type of concepts? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and one thing you did say that, really struck a chord with me is you teach a man you teach a boy you're teaching a man you mm-hmm. teach a, a you teach a woman you're teaching a family mm-hmm. and that really stuck a chord with me because i was like that's like, i don't know why but it really resonated so yeah for the people can you just explain that and then we'll get into the whole machista thing Let, uh, just explain that a little bit yeah so a lot of the times right when it comes to boys they look up to their dad right so if there's a father who is a machista um and you have this little boy who's learning from that right you also have mothers that will support machismo too right so they'll be like nope you can't do that because your father's gonna get mad or you have to obey your father and you have to you know because there's that machismo power stop playing with dolls yeah there you go yeah. yeah, don't wash the dishes. Exactly. Or exactly. don't do laundry. Don't pick up. Well, stop wearing my heels. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is not something that my mom would say. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, kids are curious, so yeah, it yeah, happens. Yeah, 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 and they shouldn't course. be punished for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, you know, you teach uh, a boy um, something, and eventually, obviously, you're teaching a man. But when it comes to teaching a girl, um, you know, that girl eventually then teach the family what is known like is that the woman right is like the center of the home there because women were very nurturing right i know some might say well i'm not that nurturing but you know most right are are nurturing nurturing towards the partner right nurturing towards the children um this is why a lot of the times many companies will target mothers because they know that you know, one, because we're females, yes, we have like our emotions. We're more like in tune with our emotions, right? We cry, but sometimes the machismo says you can't cry for men. So they'll suppress a lot of their emotions. Um, but a lot of companies are very aware that the mothers are the center. So of the home, right? Um, not saying fathers are not are important, but it's just a different way of how nurture um, is brought into the home. You know, the wife has to split herself in different parts. The same thing as male, but it's just different, right? Because a lot of times the common thing is the female stays at home with the kids and the male goes to work. That's kind of like the common. I know not every family is like that. Um, so, you know, it's it's really powerful um, right now. I, I want to add something, too, as I'm sharing this, because um, right now I'm actually... Uh, sharing this book called The Boy Crisis. And it is very interesting, very, very interesting. And it's kind of attached to what we're talking about. A lot of our boys um, are taught that eventually you might become the breadwinner because that's what we see in the culture, right? Like 
oh the, the oh the society. dads are, yeah exactly yeah, yeah 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 so they say okay the males are the breadwinners and um you know you pretty much have to sacrifice a lot of your dreams because if there's a guy for example if there's a guy that says they're not married right and they say like oh i want to save up to be to buy a home so here comes the girl that they like now this male is like oh wow i like this female so if i like this female and i'm taking her out to eat that means i'm going to spend more money on this and kind of put my dream aside mm -hmm. so a lot of the times they're you know they might say well you know what love is important i want a partner in life and they sacrifice a lot of the dreams to be able to be the breadwinners to take care of the family but then they're they dismiss their own dreams or their own way of yeah. feeling right yeah um and it just spirals because there's something called death jobs with um with males mm -hmm. and what happens okay in our school system literacy math you know uh writing a lot of our boys are scoring very low so a lot of males um will drop out of high school and you know and if there's a father who or a mother that is not mm, you know so it's tentative or, or yes they, yeah 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 um what would happen with that obviously you know they'll just say well i'm just gonna get a job that pays a lot of money even though mm -hmm. it's risky mm -hmm. right like you know construction workers electricians cops i mean there's so many other they are called considered death jobs it's riskier you're you know they're risking their lives yeah like what? ubers uh yeah the delivery truck drivers stuff, yeah, truck drivers yeah yeah so higher pay higher risk right and why because the male tends to take that role of like i'm gonna be the breadwinner i have to be the man of the house right kind of like i'm a chase that sometimes not all the time but sometimes it's like, I have to be the man. I have to be the man. Mm -hmm. And it gets exhausting based on what I've heard other males share. It's exhausting. Like, who mm -hmm. am I proving to that I'm a man? You know? And I like all the I, women out there. Yeah. No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and that's the thing. But don't, don't you think, society wise, don't you think other men push that ideology and also women push that ideology? as well like it's like a self-policing type of thing you know what i mean Do yeah you think that, that also could be the case because in society like i've i had this mentality since since uh since i was kid oh my god am i opening up no don't do it okay so i had, I had this mentality <laughs> since i was a kid and i made sure i will get myself in 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 positions where i could actually be become or be more um economically uh better off than my my either my my spouse or my counterpart in order to be that self-sufficient person to okay i got us you know what i'm saying yeah and subconsciously yeah. i've always done that and i've never saw nothing wrong with it i never said like oh because i'm testing my manhood it just thought subconsciously it's just something that i thought yeah. i was supposed to do you know and now yeah. and now realizing it is like okay maybe because society kind of like got me into you know what i'm saying so yes do you think society also has a has a lot of roles to play in this oh definitely definitely i mean we see it in movies right we see yeah. it in like commercials or like i mean we yeah. see it in the media 
you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. In, in, da- in dating, um, even women say like, I want a high earning man or whatever the case is. So like, yeah, it, 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 I think it plays along with that, you know? Yeah. So let me share this with you. They did actually a study and okay. um, there were the, uh, one out of four women, one out of four women will be the only one that will say, I don't care if a male is unemployed, as long as he's good looking, I'll support him. I'll support him as long as he's good looking. Really? Yeah. And the other three out of the four were like, heck no. I want a guy that can work and I'm not going to support him. Like either I want him to take care of me or let's work as a team. I I understand that concept because listen, I grew up in the Bronx. I know plenty of friends who could, I'm, I'm going to just say, live at home at the girlfriend's house. Yeah. They, they could lay it down good and they only, they never worked, but their yeah. mixtape is going to pop. You know what I mean? So I understand that concept, but in the same time, those type of women are going to be like, all right, I, I need, I need something more than this. You know what I mean? Do yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this it, is the thing that, that the males who are being financially supported by that one female are the ones that act tougher in machismo to be able to balance out like hey I oh still to have justify a why okay yeah got it oh wow that explains a lot of my dating oh wow no I'm just playing no 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 <laughs> no it, it's 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 uh it's very interesting because I um. I've seen a lot of, uh, well, first of all, I've seen a lot of my my friends uh, try to prove their masculinity in, like, ridiculous ways. You know what I mean? And some of it was, some of it are very, like, life costly. Yes. Some of it. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point where... At that time, I've got. I was like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? But as I grew up, I was like, no, that was stupid. No, that's dumb. And some of these individuals are still in that same mindset. You know, mm. regardless if you want to talk about environment or whatever the case is, but yeah, they're still in that same mindset where they have to overcompensate their masculinity. Yes, in a, in a certain way. Why do you think that is? Um, insecurity. Not mm. feeling that they belonged, not feeling that they were heard, mm. loved the way they needed to be loved, right? A need that wasn't met. Um, I mean, it goes way back to that relationship with the mother, right? I've always said, if you can't express it to your mother, you can't express it to the world, mm. right? Um, I had seen that put a while back and it always stayed. And it's true. You know, the bond that we have. Um, with their own children definitely plays a big part later on as when they become adults just like that little boy right we're talking about that male those males that are just like adding that you know that extraness to just to um, prove that they're men I just say like look you're already a man like who are you trying to prove a lot of the times it's like I'm still trying to prove my father and I'm 45 years old you know and and it's sad wow I I know Wow, that's that's crazy. And one thing that you um 
that you said, uh, which also was really um, interesting, is that uh, the more a man wants to um, prove their masculinity, especially when women are around, the more dangerous it will be for those women. Yeah, domestic violence. Explain that. Yeah, so domestic violence definitely plays a big part in that. There's a lot of power and control, a lot of insecurity, a lot of jealousy. Um, And, you know, in the example I was giving about that one female out of four that's willing to just, it doesn't matter if, you know, he doesn't work or doesn't take care of me financially, as long as he's cute and doesn't leave me, you know, Um, kind of like buying that love. I mean, it's disrespectful. One, it looks bad as a male to allow that to happen, right? Because then you're pretty much saying I'm I'm incompetent enough not to get a job on my own. But there's this, um, in the book called The Boy Crisis, it pretty much addresses that if it's really hard if it's really hard for a male to find a job, imagine how hard it is for that male to find a, a, a love, a wife, a partner, right? Because there's a lot of fear of rejection. Remember, let's go back to the upbringings. If the mother rejected that boy, if that father rejected that boy, and that little boy didn't feel uh, accepted or like they belong, they continue to live a life and feel like, whoa, I want to avoid rejection as much as possible because I know it feels really bad and I've been through it too many times. So I'm just going to put a facade and I'm going to act tough, right? Because toughness is actually considered weakness, right? But we we think it's yeah. good. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like we don't have to prove to anyone. And this goes for females and males. We don't have to prove to anyone who we are. If you know who you are, that's all that matters. You know, standing in your own firm like, self-worth. Um, but when we don't know who we are and there, it's very rocky, we will start behaving someone we're not, you know, trying to people please. A yeah, lot. I I find that in a, a lot of uh, relationships who pretty much their identity is a relationship. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. I, fi- mm-hmm. I find that exactly like, um, for example, if, uh, if a, a girl or a guy, whatever, uh, wasn't, you know, uh, overly jealous and they get what a partner that's overly jealous they're going to start adopting some of those traits yeah you know so what what do you think that also plays into into the whole thing yeah i mean it it does right now that you're saying that it reminded me of this one video i saw and it said if you were to line up all of your exes okay um what would they have in common the only thing that they would have in common is that you, you're the only thing they had in common. So my, 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 my thing, my thing will be like, they left the party early, you know? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> they left the party early. They left the yeah. party early. You know what I mean? The party was already getting started. <laughs> no, but, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's the thing, right? The only thing in uh, like all the, who knows everyone has many different numbers of exes but um whenever we hear someone say you know i had a partner that was like this and then i got another person that was like oh my god they all suck it's not that they all suck it's like where are you centering yourself why are you gravitating to that exactly i, I i've always i've always uh when whenever i did speak or deal with someone right i've always asked okay what happened to your last relationship? You know what I mean? 
And whenever yeah. they speak on the whole, well, this person, this, and this person, this, and, this, and they never take self-accountability for something. I'm like, wait a minute, there's something off here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I made sure whenever I did speak to someone or whatever the case is, I always was like, okay, this is what this person did. And this is what I also did. Yeah. Yeah. Why why do you think most most people want to just say, okay, this is what this person did and not take self-accountability for anything? Um, because it requires work. (laughs) It requires work, you know, um, to be able to dig in deep and to really find out like why. You know, like what is my why? You know, um, and it hurts, you know, when when you go deep and you talk about those wounds of what maybe a father and mother did, right? Um, it's this is why we say that constructing something takes time, but destroying something can be very easy. We can self-sabotage our own being and it's easier, right? But cuesta to try to implement and learn new things and change habits and start to love ourselves for once you know, in our lives. Um, and this goes to even, I mean, any, anybody, right? No matter what age, um, no matter if male or female, self-love is very important. But then we have a culture that says like, no, 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 eso, eso no está bien. Primero Dios, then tus hijos, and después ya forget it, you all the way to the end, right? And it's kind of seen like, like if it's, like in a negative manner, like self-care, self-love is negative. And we need to start kind of shifting that in yeah. order to be able to heal, you know? And I'm glad you said that because um, I think mental health is a huge thing that we have to, yeah. you know, dive deep into. And something that I've noticed, um, men don't like to talk about their issues. It's more easier for women to talk their issues out yeah, than, than to men. To talk their issues out. I, listen, I'm the same way. I'd be like, no, nah, there's nothing wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you got stabbed. Don't worry about it. That's just I'll walk it off. You know, so like I I understand, I understand that. Um, but why 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 do you <laughs> does it go back to the whole bachismo thing? Yeah, like the yeah, it does. It can go back because machismo is insecurity, right? Machismo is having fear of rejection just the fear of being hurt maybe again for the 2509 time of yeah. my life. <laughs> okay yeah yeah you that's, know yeah that's funny no because um i i, I re- again i did I, re- I did a lot of self-reflection within you know my lifetime and uh i i've 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 seen some of the errors in my ways and you know i change it i have not like I use, even as a little kid, I always use like comedy or whatever, or little things here that to like break the ice or, or to just further conversation along, or just to have, or just to have a connection with someone. So we could be like, you know what I mean? To get like close, like, Hey, what up? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you noticed that, but (laughs) of course you got plaques in the wall. Of course you noticed it. You know, (laughs) that's that's part of like section number 21. You're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, he's this. That means you're, you know. Uh, classic textbook no but um (laughs) (laughs) no but 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 the thing is is that i've i've seen again i've i've done a lot of self-reflection a lot i've i've ran through listen a lot of guys don't go through that 
A lot of guys yeah. think like, listen, I'm good. I literally don't need no help. You need help. And don't tell yeah. me what to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I find it so like brain dead. Like, dude, you know, there's obviously something wrong with with it. You know, if I can see it, and definitely you can see it. But yeah. um, let, let me let me ask you, what are your thoughts on toxic masculinity? What 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 are your thoughts on that? Ugh. I mean, the first word itself, right? Yeah. Toxic, unhealthy, mm. um, illnesses. I'm going to say that mm. when there's toxic masculinity in regards to machismo, even marianismo too, there's a lot of suppression, right? Um, the body, the physically starts to take a toll. We start to become codependent on many habits like addictions. It can be pornography, sex. It can be shopping. It could be sugar, right? Foods. It could be um, what like excessive work, like workaholics, right? Um, I mean, there's so many type of addictions um, that we gravitate to as human beings to be able to cope. But then we have to really cope in a healthy manner, not in a destructive manner, right? Because then we start attacking all those people around us because misery doesn't love, I mean, misery loves company, right? So if we don't start making good choices, because it's not just about what we think, it's about also about the options and the choices we make. So I remember uh, reading this quote, it says, be careful what you think because your thoughts turn into words. Be careful what you say because your words turn into actions and be very careful what you do because it can really affect your future, right? So it all starts in the mind. How do we perceive life? Why do we, you know, uh, if it's males or females, why do you perceive life negatively? Who hurts you? Let's start off there, right? Are the you classic? The classic line. Who hurt you? The classic line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just, you know, being okay with sitting with our emotions. This is what I find really interesting. Yeah, that all of us human beings, honestly, I can actually say all of us human beings sometimes have a very difficult time being honest with their own being just owning our emotions by ourselves when no one even knows no one's hearing us but it's so hard but it has a lot to do with shame you know that mm. i'm not worthy enough why aren't you not worthy enough who told you that mm. well nobody my mom okay, no, then. let me stop <laughs> or, or my mom yeah. yeah yeah but either way that still doesn't define our being our parents will never define our being that's true. never that's true. we are a different part even though we came from them at the end of the day, we have our own identity. And, and another thing I want to add is that our parents are not just meant to be our parents. Mm -hmm. They're here for a purpose, also aside of being a parent, mm -hmm. right? Um, so sometimes I say this because machismo and marianismo and all these have a lot to do with that. Because even though we're adults, sometimes we can continue to keep our parents on a pedestal as like, you still have to pretty much kill me from what you did to me. There's resentment, right? So when there's resentment towards a mother or father, um, and then who's the second male or female, right? Depending on the gender, your partner, right? So then who do you lash out to? Oh, well, you're gonna get it because you're the second important and the first important people. I couldn't really like vocalize it because I was too little and I didn't practice my voice. So now that I have a voice, I'm gonna practice my anger and you're gonna be my punching bag. Mm -hmm. And it just creates a cycle and it's so dangerous. And then kids are in the middle, 
And they're like, whoa. And they learn life. it and they learn it from there. And this all of this happened because I was six years old and I wanted a Power Ranger sword. Yeah, there that, you go. Th- that's it. That's all it boils down to. You know, that's yeah. it. That's all it was. Yeah. No, but um no, but the the I I find that I, I find I find that very interesting because like okay, let's let's talk about um women uh you know uh women you know actually going with the whole machismo thing and actually you know being okay with it um in my in my in my household um oh man am i opening up okay in my household uh my mom would be like she would take my sister and be like no you got to learn how to cook in the early age you got to learn how to cook and this and this and this and this because nobody's gonna want a a woman that don't know how how to survive or whatever the case is i'm like yeah makes sense you know but but at that time i was like i was like well maybe if i'm by myself and i don't know how to maybe i should know how to you know what i'm saying like maybe i <laughs> yeah, should learn. Gonna survive, exactly <laughs> later on later on like after i'm like already 17 16 17 and she's like ah well might as well just come here and I'm, you know but i I've, I've seen that dynamic also you know what i mean yeah. now let me let me ask you do you think there's such thing as toxic femininity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For sure. There's a lot of women trying to act like men, you know, mm. in a way of, okay, let me box down. Let me, you know, um, like I mentioned, right? Like I grew up seeing my mom being like the one that's extremely strong minded, you know, um, she wasn't passive. So it, it it was like, whoa, you know, like, okay. So yeah, I'm strong-minded, but this is the thing that with time, it was like realizing like, wait a minute, I don't have to be my mother and I don't (laughs) want to be my mother. I want to be my own person. And it took time to kind of like, you know, despegar to understand and separate myself from that concept. But there are females. um, And and again, I'm sharing that about my situation because many females grow up seeing that same example with their own like mothers or like their fathers there are single fathers that raise their daughters very tough because it's like no no guy's gonna mess with you because i know how guys are you know what i mean so then you and or single mothers there's a lot of single mothers that raise their daughters like no te dejes like you know they did it to me your father left me and i don't want that to happen to you so they're already like programmed to kind of be like tough as well you know, and it backfires. I, I I've uh, I've dated I've dated this a uh, this a uh, Puerto Rican Puerto Rican chick, and she was raised like that too, to the point where any little small thing, she felt like it was a test to her as a person. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, for example, yeah. if I'm trying to be nice, you know, and be like, all right, I I I, you know, you get dinner, I'm gonna get this, and she's like, what? Well, you think I don't got it? And I'm like, mm, yeah. What? What does that have to do with anything? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so I, I, I see, I see, I see what you're saying. So let me um tell, ask you, what are your thoughts on like modern dating nowadays? Oh. <laughs> what What are your thoughts on that? Um, man, you know, hearing a lot of people just share as well that it's so hard. It's so hard um this online dating situation 
you know, even though there's like a profile and you're like, oh, we have similar things, that still doesn't mean that that is a perfect match, right? Um, Because, I mean, we dig into more of the culture, we dig into like, what did that, what's the story of that person? How is their family, you know, relationship and so forth, right? But um, I think, you know, the social media, I mean, I mean, I was born in 1980, so I remember, you know, not barely just seeing this like in, I don't know, I don't even know what year this online dating thing started, but MySpace, right, was like the first one back in the days. Um, so and I think now with like social media, there's a lot of disconnection. I think there's not that interperson connection um, and it's easy to assume certain things right to assume stories and to it's hard to connect yeah but i think it just makes it harder there's a lot of lust yeah. a lot of lust and so you know when it comes to what is love like love is patient love is kind love is respect and so forth right um and i always say that time is another word for love if you rush into a relationship and i say rush into a relationship because i'm not kidding you Oh my goodness, I have come across so many, I so many cases where many say we rushed into the relationship. We got married within the six months or four months, less than a year. There's so many cases like that. Um, because it goes back to him being impatient, right? What's the rush? Right? What is That's the rush? That's true. And um, if we want to find that love. Obviously, it's it's um, learning how to be patient, not rushing it. You know, um, beautiful things come when you are able to be patient and you do things right versus rushing it. And then later on, it's like, what the heck was I doing? And now there's kids involved and now we don't want to be together. Yeah. I mean, divorce is crazy. I, oh I, my God. I, I know. Uh, have you heard this term cyclical relationship? Sick, cyclical? I think. Am I saying it right? I don't know. Uh, English is my second language. It's okay, uh, mine is too. <laughs> uh, it, it's, I think it's called cyclical. Basically, it means repeating the same damaging relationship, but... Oh, okay, that makes sense, yeah. But, but um, having something to connect you. For example, a pet, a kid, you know, um, a, sudden, a, a, sudden, uh, a sudden trip, you know, something that is going to connect both... A both, healthier both way, there. right? Uh yeah, but yeah, something something so, something outside of the relationship that's gonna come in to to basically connect it, and mm. I found I found a lot of people get into cyclical relationships. Uh, they've been broken up oh, for like okay. like two two weeks or whatever, and yeah, and the guy's goal is to get her pregnant to to keep her around, which is you know which oh is, I see okay so, yeah. yeah so what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I know. It's kind of, yeah, it makes it difficult, right? Because now it's like, yeah. we bought a pet when we were dating and now yeah. the pet is our, is our baby and now we're separating and now exactly. we're like, we have to go to court. I mean, people have gone to court for that, right? Exactly. To be like, no, but I want the dog. No, but it's mine, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we all want to love and be loved and we all want to connect in a certain way, right? So that's just how we are as human beings. Is it wrong? um it, it's our part of our nature but mm. we do want to be able to to be patient 
you know, with like, hey, if it wasn't serious, why did you commit to something a little bit more a higher level than the relationship itself? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it does go back to patience. I had shared before that patience for people who are impatient are people who are suffering. Um, because they're not enjoying life, they're not present, they're just into this um this like fantasy land kind of approach to where like this is how I want life to be and it has to be like this this is this but reality doesn't look anything close to it um so the implementation of making healthy choices right being patient um educating ourselves in different ways I mean there's people that say I not ready to date but I want to be able to heal myself first before I go there right is there going to be a time in our life where we're going to say, okay, I'm done healing? No, <laughs> no, there's always going to be something, right? What happens? Right now we can say, I'm done. I'm done healing. But guess what? We have loved ones around us and, you know, God forbid, but when that time comes of them passing away, grieving. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So then it's like, okay, here, yeah. here's a, here's a pain I have to work on now. That's so, the one, the real crying starts. Oh know? my yeah. God. It's, it's a scary one. Yeah. But yeah. healing, healing is not pretty, but healing is rewarding at the same time too. When you're able to feel that change because only when you have implemented, you know, um, knowledge, new knowledge, yeah. new habits, new choices. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've, um, the reason why I asked you about, you know, uh, modern dating and things like that is because I I'm starting to see a shift in how dating in general is being viewed now because of these apps. Yeah. Um, a lot a lot less people are meeting organically and they're just meeting through the apps and they yeah it's a, it's a quick approach type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems like certain men think that it'll be a quick approach with whatever their agenda is on these yeah. set called apps, right? Now, yeah. uh, I've also found it that certain women uh, will use these apps in, in order just to boost either their ego as well, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And I find it very interesting because I'm like... Um, isn't this whole thing supposed to be to meet someone, not to like individualistic type of gains? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, everyone's intentions are different, right? When they're going into that app, it can be like, hey, hormones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, or it's just like, oh, I just want a friend or I want a, you know, booty call or whatever. Um or there's some that I know I'm really serious, right? I want something serious. But if you have one person coming in that's serious, and then here you come another and person. 43 who is, of people are like, no, we just. Yeah, wanna, so yeah. it is really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have met people that did meet online and, you know, they, I'm not saying they're perfect relationship, but like, you know, they, they're lasting for many years already so far. Yeah, so, sure. but it, relationship at the end of the day is work, right? If we look at the culture, like from um, like India, right, where mm. the parents get to choose um, the partners, oh, yeah. right, for their kids, like, well, in our culture, we'd be like, no, 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 I don't want, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, that, yeah. you know. But exactly. I, I do have um, a friend who 
He's like, you know what? I said, isn't that really hard? I'm like, aren't you like scared? They're like, he's like, no. He's like, the thing with our culture is that we have so much respect for our fathers and, and um, for the father and mother that we trust them. We trust them so much. And what happens is that love grows. So even if you don't, if you marry someone who you don't love, eventually you get to learn how to love them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So when you're talking about the dating, right? And if people connect, um, you know, in different ways, I mean, whatever's meant to be is meant to be, right? Aunque te quites, whatever's yeah. meant for you is meant for you, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, this is where a lot of times it's like, well, you know, maybe, maybe she, she liked him more than he liked her. But with time, he's like, you know what? Like, I, I like her and I'm falling in love with her, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. it happens with many relationships. Yeah. But it's, time is another word for love, just how it is the importance of implementing time to heal, right, for our own being time to love and get to know someone versus rushing it right True, because yeah. we can actually fall in love more with a fantasy than with reality in dating that's what normally happens something like true. oh i'm in love with a fantasy scenario that it's going to be like this this and this yeah. and then you get disappointed because it's like oh wait a minute it didn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, find, I find it um mostly uh i find it women have that tend to have that fantasy of the perfect guy even though there's a bunch of red flags going around and like ignore 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 yeah. um yeah. you know and they like have a mr 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 perfect uh and i always find that really peculiar like mm, no you know if yeah like prince charming right yeah exactly like if he's telling you one thing uh you know, take it for what it is. Don't don't ignore it. You know, he's telling you what it is, you know. But um I always found that very interesting. But also with men, I find it that, you know, uh we're more logical when it comes to certain things, but also we don't learn we don't learn how to read the clues within some yeah. some some females like, you know, when they when they say certain things, we like, huh, whatever, you know, and just <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, no, I think I, that, I think I think communication is something important that we definitely need to, to start working on with with women and men, you know. But um, one yeah. thing that I've um, I don't know, have you uh, how how connected are you with this whole like, um, dating atmosphere in on YouTube? The dating atmosphere on youtube yeah well like, i'm like, married but okay no 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 i'm not, but I'm not talking about I that i'm talking about like um like these dating advice coaches and these dating experts on yeah. youtube that's what i'm asking yeah no, no no that's what i was saying i'm like i'm married so i really don't gravitate a lot well, yeah. at all i should say yeah, yeah, yeah. any of that out there but based on what i hear from some of my friends that have um are looking one of my friends definitely said, girl, take care of your marriage. This is freaking crazy out here, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, you know, now she's, she's found someone, but for her seeing her, how she would get her hopes up. And then like, she would be like, kind of like heartbroken. I think mm -hmm. a lot of these messages from people that are telling you like, you know, like, like dating coaches, um, Honestly, I think that you, if you feel that you need a dating coach, this is just my opinion, okay? But if you need like a dating coach, 
is because at some point, right, one, you're afraid of rejection and they can help you with that, right? Um, but the other is that what does love mean to you? When was the last time you actually felt loved to know what it is and how it feels like? I remember reading this quote and I talked to, you know, some of my clients that do share about dating. And I share this quote because it always stayed with me. I mean, I love quotes. As you can see, I'm always like, here's a quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it said, when you meet someone and you get butterflies in your stomach, you start to behave someone you're not. And that's not a good connection. But if you meet someone and you don't feel those butterflies and you can be yourself, that is the person. I was mm. like, interesting. So that's mm. what I can share about that. You know, yeah. um, yeah. but you know, that, I think some. What now, was that? Yeah. Now let me let me ask you something. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a couple of a uh, couple of quotes. In your expert opinion, tell me what the first thing that comes to mind, and um, and tell me just for for for, for jokes. Uh, tell me if that's a that's a right advice or wrong advice. Okay. So the first quote is um from this podcast called fresh and fit um they said they said uh don't date single mothers uh because they will bring you more headaches than anything else uh you won't be an asset you'll be actually number two because a kid will be an asset and they're just for recreational use only what are you, in your expert opinion <laughs> yeah i saw your face already <laughs> your yeah opinion. whoa in, okay, your ex well. okay, in your expert opinion what do you think about that well, first of all, I would say that the person who wrote that is someone who has been hurt many times. Oh. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that for everyone? Is it factual? Like, 100%? No. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, because what makes a person useless? Mm. You know? Mm. Um, uh. I don't, I don't agree with it mm -hmm. <laughs> because I think that, again, remember we were talking about, right? The, if you were to, if that person, whoever wrote that mm -hmm. lined up their exes, oh. what they have in common, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 It's them, the perception. Some, there's something that that person learned growing up to okay. think that that's wrong. But Got one it. day, this is what happens in life. That person who probably wrote that right could have a daughter and that daughter down the line might one day be that single mother and would he think the same thing i don't mm. think so now, now let me let me add some before i go to the second quote let me add some context right um what if let's say uh this individual who's a single mother you know has a really toxic baby daddy and makes it impossible for new potential partners to come in. Don't you think that might be a reason why certain men will be a little scared or or turned off on that situation? Um, some men, not all. Yeah. Well, well not yeah, all. not not of course, not all. Yeah. Yeah. There would be the men that are probably very insecure, not knowing how to handle that situation. Got the ones it. that would probably give up. But Got there it. are men who are saying like, nope, I love her. I love this child. I'm going to protect them. And I'm here and we're a team. And but, but, but doesn't love like have to like, don't you have to like create it? You know, I mean, like it takes time for it. So 
if if homie crazy, I don't think it's gonna take enough a lot of time to you know to like have that marinate, you know. Yeah, no, I mean it does take a toll, that for sure, right? Of course, yeah. But um, you know, this is why you know, it's because every case is so different that it is, it is it sometimes, is. yeah. There's times mind where... you, this, this quote is just like generalizing, and I know it's not everybody. I'm just you know yeah. throwing it out there. Yeah, but 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, um, I think that it does when you're not able when two people are not able to co-parent, right, for the well-being of the child. And then you have like a stalker or someone that's just being so <laughs> yeah. immature. Yeah. Um, it does bring conflict into, you know, the mom and the new partner, right? It does bring conflicts, especially, I mean, there's a lot of factors at play, especially maybe she gives in to the ex and then is trying to please the partner. So she's like in the middle because that happens a lot. And then it's like, how do I even like handle this? You know, and, and yeah, there is a percentage of relationships that don't last because of it. But there are males um, that are saying, you know what, like, we're going to figure this out and we're going to make this happen because love conquers all right. Like it's stronger when it's the pure love and respect, gotcha. um, because love is not just beautiful and sweet and happy. Love of hurts. Course. Right. It's, it's hard work. It's yeah. Work, yeah. Yeah. So in order for love to hurt, you have to go through challenging times to really prove that. Are you really willing to be with me in life through thick and thin? Like, are you sure? Okay. Life is like, well, I'm going to test you. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it is, I mean, I've seen relationships where they're like, no, no nos vamos a dejar of that ex. I'm not going to yeah. let myself, you know? And, and yeah. it, you know, it happens. I mean, eventually that's exhausting for an ex yeah. to be behaving in that manner. Right. But, oh, sure. um, it's a, it's a, it is a challenging one. Is it easy? No. Is it, is it get to the point where every situation that similar to that is not going to make it? No, there's yeah. situations, you know, where it, they do, they break through and they're able to then talk about it and be like, that was crazy. Right. Like we, yeah, yeah. we came <laughs> that out of crazy. that like forest, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. Um, Two more quotes and then we'll start wrapping it up. Um, yeah. uh, this quote comes from Kevin Samuels. I don't know if you've probably heard who Kevin Samuels is. Um, he said, uh, a high-value man has a lot of options and is that man's right to exercise those options when he sees fit. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I mean, You can read just... between the lines, right? What, what he means by that? Yeah, like options, like meaning women. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So do women, right? Yeah. <laughs> so do women. Yeah. So so do we. I mean, everyone has that. Everyone has a choice. At the end of the day, I mean, there's some that don't like you know other cultures or like you know other factors, you know. But majority of the time, I mean, it having the choices, yeah, out there. It, but if it comes to like, oh, I, um. I can change, I can choose the flavor of the day <laughs> mm -hmm. or the, you know, I've heard, I've heard clients say that. And it's like, yeah, when I get tired, I just get another flavor. I'm like, whoa. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had a client that I, said that at one point. I was like, all righty then. Yeah. I, I had, I, I never heard that. I heard, um, other people would like justify it. Like, uh, you hate eating steak all day. Right. So, you know, you don't want to always eat the same meal twice. And I'm like yeah 
<laughs> what? I know, but you yeah. know what? When that approach and those comments come that we, you know, we just shared right now, um, there's commitment issues. There's a yeah. lot of commitment issues. And I've come across, I mean, how we say I come across, because I have, I've come across different cases, but a lot of men who are mujeriegos, mm. right, um, end up being alone for many years or when they become seniors, right? Um, they don't know how to stop. They don't know how to stop. Yeah. There's co commitment issues. There's machismo, there's pride. I mean, unless you unless a person likes to be alone, then and they're prideful, then you're gonna be alone a lot of the time because you know it's it's not healthy. It's not just about oneself, it's about you know the family, the community, right? Um, no one succeeds in this world alone. We need each other. That's true. Right. And the value that of how we treat like how men treat women i mean i personally don't like when i see um you know or hear music that are demeaning as females mm. it's like like no i don't like it if other females like it well you know it's unfortunate but you know yeah um i guess that's another topic right there but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in regards to that to that um to the quote quote that you're sharing is like i mean it can go both ways to both genders but it's still yeah. you know perceived wrong for females to do it but males and they can do it at any you know they, they can have many women but women can't have i i, I like <laughs> i like what you just said which goes back goes to my third and last quote um mm -hmm. it comes from the same person from the first one <laughs> he um he said uh men and men and women are very different uh, men can have multiple partners and not have no emotional attachment, regardless when females can't do so because they can they they their emotional attachment is within that sexual partner. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I you know, I agree in the part that yes, because we are we are em more emotional, right? But that's still not going to remove the fact that a man is not emotional either. Right? We're not gonna remove that. True. So, um, and again, is, is it a perception of like, I have to show that I don't care and I don't have emotions because I'm a man. I mean, that's lying to oneself, right? Yeah. I have sons, I have brothers, you know, I have a father and I have a husband. And so do they have feelings? Yes. You know, what makes them different just because they're males? No, no. Um, I think that, um, I, men have the right to love and be loved and i think they're sometimes afraid i mean some also with females right not just but just talking about males right now that many males should be okay with being in tune with their emotions and you know and sex is not love i mean if i i remember hearing this if sex defined happiness then you know prostitutes would be the happiest people on earth <laughs> i heard that one time and i'm like well they're victims right they're victims of yeah. of a situation but i heard that and i'm like well sex doesn't define love sex doesn't define happiness mm. right it's lust and it becomes an, an addiction right yeah. it becomes an addiction and um i think that maybe they're choosing they're playing that 
card really, really good. But mm. is there going to be that one girl for that guy? Definitely. Probably, yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah, she's she's probably she's probably somewhere just 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 waiting, just waiting yeah. to like wreck his heart. No, uh, and it no. happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, yeah. uh, so really quickly before we before we uh wrap up, um, what what is the difference between um Chicanos and and, and Mexicans? Let 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 some of the people know what 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 is that difference. Um, well, one, I mean, Mexican is not considered a race, right? But it's kind of like identity, but, um, we're considered like indigenous, right? Um, Chicano is an identity. It's a Mexican American, um, it's a chosen identity, right? Because mm. not everyone, um, has to be defined as Chicano just because they're Mexican American. Um, I identify as Chicana, um, because I am in love with the Chicano movement. Right, a movement with many movements um, that created an impact into our community, right? To where Mexicans and Blacks were not allowed into in restaurants or certain locations, right? There was a lot of discrimination. So when I think of Chicano, I feel like I'm representing that movement, right? From the 1960s. Although now Chicano, it uh, the word Chicano or Chicana is perceived differently by many people like i said um it doesn't just mean like um like just us like brown people you know because mexican americans and you know rural different shades right so some people don't agree with that because you know they're like oh it's not just brown pride well it's okay it is brown pride but it could also be you know, any other color skin, if they identify yeah. as Chicanos <laughs> and they're Mexican-American. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at yeah. that point, we're going to get so into that extent. I mean, that there, it's not yeah. needed, but everyone's opinion is different, right? Yeah, but um, a Mexican, obviously, it's known as like someone who was born just in Mexico, but Chicano is more Mexican-American. Got it. Um, I don't know if you checked out my content, but prior to this um, interview, um, I've Sp- spoken about a, a different uh racial dynamics um and white supremacy within United yeah. States when it comes to uh Latin folks and um I find it very peculiar that uh, a lot of especially Mexicans would rather choose to be identified with white yeah than with anything why 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 do you think that is well, I mean, this goes back to, you know, uh, the rape of Mexico, right? Um, the indigenous, you know, are the brown indigenous, right? Where it's like, oh, you're brown, you're you're not good. You have to be white with blue, colored eyes or, you know, to be yeah. able to matter kind of and thing. And the whole blanquimiento and the yes. whole and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then you have Mexicans that will literally talk bad about their own family members because oh it's that prieto or prieta you know i and find it like, i find that weird yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. know and it's like oh yeah, they won't what? insult each other like at the indio and i'm like yes yo yeah 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 and it's it's really sad you know but i think it, as you know, our generation, you know, because we can see it in the platforms of social media, yeah. right? It's just beautiful. Like our generation are coming and they're like, we're like re-educating like the whole 
situation of yeah. this stigma. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. really nice, you know, like your platforms and Flow's platform. I mean, like, it, it's just amazing how we are just educating the next generation that yeah. it's like, you know, I never knew that I was indigenous because my parents never talked about it. Like my family never talked about usually, it. Usually, usually a lot of Latino families don't talk about that. They don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's re it's really weird because in Latin America, race is classified within the caste system, mestizo, mulatto, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Here, you're either white, black, or native. That's it. It's over, right? So yeah, that's the reason why I um I since latino is not a race mexican is not a race mm -hmm. we're ethnicity you know i i've been i've been trying to advocate for our own census box to get yeah. our own race you know classification what it was going to be called i have no idea yeah. but i think politically speaking we need our own census box and the reason why mm -hmm. our own census race box and the reason why i say that is because with the ethnicity any other person could just jump in and say, "Oh well, I'm one eighth um, Colombian." Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm 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 a Ted Cruz now. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And these individuals don't have the best interests with us. Um, and this is the reason why I like I I wanted to talk about this subject last is because uh you know get all the light stuff out the way. Let's get into the heavy things. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um. I, I came up with a with a uh with a classification B and A Brown Native American, mm. and I've been using this hashtag. I made an episode on that, um, and I encourage every Latin person to use that hashtag B and A B and A B and A Brown Native American. The reason why yeah. is because we have a special lineage and a special connection with the our ancestors in in the Americas. Our blood is literally connected. From yeah. North America to Central and South and the Caribbean, mm -hmm. all of it, all all of it is connected. Um, and a lot of us Latinos are not aware of that, and it takes a lot, yeah, for for someone to reject the Mexico, to reject, yeah, the the Hispanic. It takes a lot, and the fact that you call yourself Chicana says that you had a lot of a lot of education to be like, okay, I'm rejecting this and I'm giving myself my own identity. And this is the identity that my people came up yeah. with. You know what I mean? So yeah. what what do you think about about my my concept about making our own race, uh brown Native American? What what do you think about that? Yeah, it's you know what? It's so needed. It is yeah. so needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I find myself sometimes crossing things in Queen Chicana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I know some people that say, I just cross it on a crew. I'm just a human being, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is yeah. so needed. And I'm glad you're you're doing that yeah. because, you know, we need to make that movement. Exactly. You know? and, and, the, and the thing is, like, I'm, I'm half Dominican and Ecuadorian. So mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I think I look Puerto Rican. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I come from, you know, south and also the caribbean and the thing and the thing about it is is that uh, i see that black folks when something happens to them they're very quick to mobilize very quick it makes yeah. the news you know yeah us latinos in my opinion we're politically lazy and i and i know it's very harsh for for people to hear that but yeah. it's true we're politically yeah. lazy for example 
when that individual in California who was 19, who was a security guard, got shot by the cops, only oh, six people, yeah. only six people showed up to that protest. You know what I mean? Again, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make a divide between black or Latinos, but what I'm saying yeah. is I've heard a lot of Latinos say that racism is a black issue is not our issue which is completely wrong yeah no what 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 are your thoughts on that yeah no i mean racism occurs with our indigenous you know gente all the time you know um and yes it's true you know there is a lot of that fear you know what if we speak up y la migra que tal si llega la migra you know there's a lot of these factors. I don't think it's something maybe that we don't want to do. Like, well, some people don't want to do. I think it's just they want to do it, but there's the fear, right? Because you have an African-American group. Are they going to get deported? No. That's true. But then we have our gente, you know, that that majority are DACA or like, you know, they, yeah. you know. And so there's that fear, you know, because if they leave, like everything crumbles, like, you know, especially if they're the breadwinners, right? That's, of the home. that's absolutely that's absolutely true. And it's it's really weird because I've made episode on Mexican history and I connected to Latin history, right? Mm-hmm. Gasoline baths, um, Prop One Eighty Seven. Oh um, yeah. Um, what was it? I, I think the Zoot Suit Riots, Santo yeah. Santo Rodriguez. The list goes on on the things yeah. that I've done on my podcast and speaking about these certain situations you know um mendez versus westminster you know yeah mm-hmm. these are things that i've done these are things that i've basically in other words put together and said listen you know if you think you're white white folks historically have shown you that you're not mm-hmm. on top of that shown historical proof that uh, Mexicans used to get lynched all throughout the South. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, they used to make it a game where they would take a Mexican, uh, make them a run across the border and use them as target practice. So, yeah, these are the type of things that I see in the biggest pushback that I've gotten were not from white nor from black folks. We're for my own people, especially a lot of Mexicans. Now, my mm. my question to you is, why is there a lot of self-hate or denial of racism, especially, especially you know, coming from America, and especially that hate coming from a, a Latino who is speaking out on this, saying like, hey, yo, this is happening. You know, like, what, why, why so much vitriolic hate? Ignorance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. You know, it's when someone is so programmed to think a certain way and they just their pride and this is what I know and this is what I'm gonna stand up and not open not being open minded, um, they will definitely close their box and they're not going to understand the new ships. That are or maybe the old shits because we're still dealing with it, right? We're dealing with so much racism still, and it's like, what the heck? You know, yeah. like this happened in the fifties. We're still doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, it is ignorance. 
we all have ignorance at some extent in our lives, you know? Um, and I think, you know, it's very important. This is what I would address like as a therapist, you know, that when we want to make a, a, a statement, like a movement and to share like knowledge, uh, we want to share it like in the way, especially when it comes to what we're talking about, right? Racism and within our, our community. Um, being smarter than the person who is a racist. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is what happens? What do they bring to the table? Anger, frustration, shame, guilt. I mean, that they don't even really know, but that's racism affects the body physically as well with chronic illnesses down the line. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I always thought, like, I don't want to put myself in that damaging zone, right? Even though our hint that we're perceived like we're the victims, right? Because it's like, but we don't, but then also being a victim can be harmful. Yeah. It can be harmful. So we have yeah. to be very wise yeah. as to how do we maneuver through this, but yet still make an impact, yeah. right? To have a voice. When we get triggered from a comment of someone on social media, if we let that get to us, they won. Mm. You know? So we yeah. want to always make sure, like, okay. I mean, we don't know these people on these comments, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so being not taking in the good as like, who it's defining me, neither the bad. Don't bring those two in as it's defining you. You already know what defines you in your heart and in your mind, mm. you know, um, because it's, it's a dangerous place to be on both ends, racist and the yeah. victim, yeah. you know? Uh, I find um, a lot of people, uh, deflect and say it's not racism stop having a victim mentality and doesn't really connect with me because you're like calling out racism doesn't mean that you have a victim mentality you know what i mean yeah but yeah. um but anyway listen thank you very much for coming in I yeah really you're very welcome it. i really appreciate it um even though uh, you know, I, I reached out to you super randomly and stuff like that. It's we okay. Probably, but, but it's all good. I'm glad that we had a great interview. Glad that we had a great conversation. Um, if you could tell the people where they could find you, um, let them know. Yeah, sure. On Instagram, I'm at La Chicana Therapist. And on TikTok, um, as at La Chicana MSW. Yeah, um, all the links will be down below for, for all her socials. Um, and uh, give the people one last affirmation, like uh, any any little small quotes that you like putting quotes out. Like, oh. what, what's one of your <laughs> I favorites? Know. I know. I'm like, did I already say them all? <laughs> <laughs> go, go, um, go ahead. Yeah. I would say love yourself like you've never loved yourself in this life. We don't live here for too long. So make it make it special make this journey the best journey as much as you can to be able to leave a legacy behind for those who will remember you all right okay yeah. and la chicana thank you very much for coming in i'm gonna catch yes. everybody later peace yes bye all right so that was the interview with la chicana therapist i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you guys learned a lot i hope you guys really took everything that she was saying to heart you know what i'm saying because we were talking about a lot of things that you know pretty much a lot of people don't like to talk about you know what i'm saying and about machismo about this and that and stuff like that so 
definitely 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 a great 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 interview i really enjoyed it i hope you guys enjoyed it as well with that being said remember everything down below all that joined down below go definitely go check it out subscribe you know go follow her and stuff like that and also if you guys want to subscribe to me go hit me up on instagram and twitter at the same name radical underscore latino underscore and with that being said i'm gonna leave you guys with my two favorite quotes i'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees and if black and brown unity does not happen in my lifetime i might not change the world but i might inspire the mind that will with that being said i'm gonna catch y'all later peace